Hey guys, it's Kiki and I'm here to review episode 6 of season 4's Insecure entitled Low-Key Done. So I'm just going to start off and say I really enjoyed tonight's episode. Like, at least twice a season, this show tries to give us a slower-paced episode that I can enjoy and that I can absorb. And usually when this happens, we're only going to focus on one character. And the character just happened to be Issa. So, of course, I was excited about that. And um, in this episode, we are dealing with the day after the block party. So, um, it's the morning after the block party and the big fight with Molly And Issa is on the Facebook page for the block party. And there are nothing but, you know, positive comments. People wanting to know, like, when's the next event? Who performed? You know, they said that Vince Staples was dope. They really enjoyed it. They enjoyed the music. They enjoyed the vendors. Just a lot of great feedback personally for Issa. But she can't really enjoy it because she still has Molly's words stuck in her mind. Like Molly saying that she was a selfish bitch and that she always had drama around her so she can't even really get into the mood of enjoying you know the fruits of her labor and the positive results of her hard work um kelly calls her you know kelly is babysitting (laughs) little simone and wants to know if she's talked to molly um amal has called her just to check on her and he also congratulates her on a job well done um did y'all notice that later on in the episode when Kelly's talking or she listens to the voicemail that Tiffany is asleep on the couch. Yeah, I know we said that Tiffany has some postpartum, but Tiffany really just don't give a damn about this damn baby. But um, yeah, she speaks to Nathan, who I'm always happy to see. She speaks to him while he's cutting hair and he's like, you know, I apologize if I cause drama you know, but you did a good job. And she's like, no, you know, you helped me out and I appreciate it. And I would do the same for you. So we're, we're still taking our time with Nathan and Issa. And honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be mad if they just ended up being really good friends. Like how many good guy friends aside from Amal does Issa have? But, you know, she's just determined to get out of the house and, you know, get on with her life. She's not going to reach out to Molly because she feels like she's always the first one to reach out whenever they have a problem and maybe it's Molly's turn and I agree um over the past four seasons whenever there's an issue Issa's always the one piping up like hey can we talk about it and Molly's just gonna have to be that big girl but we don't even really see a lot of Molly until the end of the episode which is why another reason why I loved it like I think the writers knew we would be so exhausted with Molly and her shenanigans that we would need a break so I was very grateful for that um, Issa is talking to Maribich and Maribich is like, girl, you know what? You, you did a good job. Go and get yourself together and, you know, get this shit out of your mind. OK, and fuck Molly. <laughs> that seems to be the sentiment. So she cleans up her apartment. Um, you know, a good cleaning, y'all will just really a physical cleanse. That does it for me every time. I feel like every time I'm stressed, I do a deep clean or um If something's bothering me and I can't really solve the problem right away, laundry. My go-to is laundry, which if my friends are listening and when y'all call and I'm always saying, oh, I'm doing laundry, y'all might, you should probably be concerned. Not that I'm just a neat freak, but you know, laundry is code for I'm working through a problem. But anyway, she um, 
goes to the grocery store. There's a pregnant woman begging people to buy her groceries, even though, you know, I don't know what the homeless scene is like in L.A., but this pregnant lady, she looked very well dressed, had a little nose ring. I was like, this bitch is scamming. But she's going through the line trying to ask people and Issa looks in the mirror. A lot of appearances from Mirror Bitch this episode. I appreciated that. And Mirror Bitch shakes her head like, don't even look at her. So Issa's like, you know what, ma'am? I'll help you out. I'll buy your groceries. I'm like, Issa, girl, what? Okay, I see we're going to try and do some good deeds, I guess. This is how we're going to get over this hump. Whatever. Um, The pregnant lady puts her stuff on the conveyor belt and it's like $150. (laughs) Issa's like, damn, that is an expensive struggle. Um, of course, her card gets declined because we know Issa does not have the coinage like that. And um, the pregnant lady is so embarrassed. She's just like, you know what? Never mind. That's that's okay. And I'm, I just thought like, okay, you didn't really need them groceries anyway. Kind of like what Issa said, like the baby ain't here anyway. She don't really need that shit. <laughs> Issa's a fucking mess. So um, she gets her bottle or jug of wine and she has plans to go to a paint and sip y'all I went to a paint and sip once for a friend's birthday just last year I think and that shit low-key was very therapeutic like she invited me we became we met in New Orleans actually became fast friends because she lived in Charleston with her boyfriend at the time so it was her birthday and she invited me we had hung out prior times to this and it was like six of her friends from New Orleans and I was nervous going in and but it was such a chill time like we all got along like the vibe was there the drinks were there they brought hella food like it was a fun time I don't really know how paint and sip is gonna go post COVID-19 like probably in my opinion those places have gone out of business but anyway that ain't got nothing to do with the show um we're not at the paint and sip yet but that's where she's headed and she sees this old man running after a bus <laughs> and he actually misses his bus so again Issa wants to be a good Samaritan today and I guess she was doing this to prove disprove Molly's words that you know she's a selfish bitch that uses people she actually wants to do some good and you know put out some positive energy right so she decides to give this man George a ride and he is just He's just a hot mess. Okay, but don't try nothing. I don't hit ladies, but I'll slap a bitch to defend myself. <laughs> Me too, George. Me too. I will slap a bitch to defend myself. But um, he is just like the worst fucking passenger. He making her stop to get snacks. He got to go to the bathroom. The air is too hot. Then it's too cold. Like, I really didn't get the point of George. <laughs> Other than the fact that he's just one of those old people who just likes things his way and that's it. But I guess he was the com- the comedic relief, the first of many. Um, and she ends up dropping him off to some house near La Brea. Like, he's just a fucking hot mess. So Issa arrives at Paint and Sip. Um, she sits there with three girls. They are there for a bridal shower no a bachelorette party and it's none other than kyla pratt being the bride let me just say kyla pratt has not aged a day since dr doolittle okay since one-on-one kyla pratt used to be that girl like i don't know if she wanted to stop she got pregnant didn't she she got pregnant like she is really i consider her and she's penny proud she's like upper echelon of black black excellence black excellence like kind of like Raven Simone 
when she's not saying crazy shit. But anyway, it was nice seeing her. Um, she and her three friends are celebrating the fact that she's about to get married and they instantly take a liking to Issa. And at first I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, they start asking her, you know, about her career, um, and what she does. And I like this moment because Issa's never really put a label on what, what she has wanted to do. Event planner. It's a little of both. I bring people together and expose them to unique places and experiences. If I had to put a title on it, I guess I'd say I'm a cultural curator. Damn, bitch, that sounds cool as fuck. <laughs> Thank you. That does sound cool as fuck, and I guarantee within this next seven days on Instagram, I'm going to see that in a lot of people's bios. No shade. It's just, Issa, you got a gem right there. But um, yeah, she's a cultural curator um and i think Issa did a good job to answer that question on the fly and to actually put a title on what she does as opposed to having her friends tell her what it is she does so i like that moment i'm like okay Issa, i see you i'm gonna stun on you but of course um these girls being so open to what she's doing and so expressive and supporting you see the shift as opposed to when she's around her own friends and that doesn't even have to include just molly whether it's tiffany um, dragging her about, you know, the content of her job or whether it's Kelly dragging her about, you know, ne needing to get a real fucking job because she ain't got no coins in the bank. It's refreshing to Issa to be surrounded by women who, one, listen to her and kind of accept what she does. So shout out to that moment. I had my good Fetty Wap eye, as Ashley would say on these three women, but I was like, all right, I know they're not going to be on the show for more than this episode, so we'll see how that goes. They actually invite her out to go to um, out to dinner at a bar down the street, and Issa is really, really vibing with the one girl, and I'm just like, I am not falling for this trap. We already saw what happened with Condola. I'm, I'm not falling for the new best friend in Issa's life. So they go to the bathroom. Issa's talking, and she's realizing that the girl isn't, you know, responding. So she... The, she gets out the bathroom, realizes that the girl's gone. And when she comes out to the table where they all were, all three of the girls are gone. So she's just like, what the fuck? So she picks up a piece of paper and it was a bachelorette party challenge. And one of the challenges were to befriend a stranger and to do a dine and dash. So they got a, a fucking double whammy on Issa's ass. And I was just like, oh my God, like that's horrible. How could you do that to someone? Like befriending a stranger, that's not, you know, that's not too mean but dining and dashing with the said stranger like I think the paper said that you get double points if you combine the challenges I was just like of course this shit would happen to Issa so the waitress like brings her the tab and Issa's like oh hell no so <laughs> the next scene we see is Issa speeding down the street she catches up to the three girls and smashes her painting from the paint and sip over the girl who ditched her in the bathroom's head and I'm just like Issa you're doing a lot but um, it was a dream sequence. I should have known it was a fucking dream sequence. It was still funny as fuck, though. She actually does see them at the stoplight, um, but doesn't do anything. She's just so defeated because she can't shake. You know, every time she's trying to help someone today, with the exception of George, it's been a complete failure. So she makes a call and tells someone that, you know, she really needs to talk to them and she wants to see them. So I'm just like, oh, okay, this is Nathan. Or... I thought it was going to be Lawrence because we ain't seen Lawrence in a hot minute. Not that I'm complaining. Um, she 
goes and who answers the door but her mom played by Wendy Raquel Robinson beautiful just a beautiful woman just I cannot wax poetic enough about Wendy Raquel Robinson just ugh, perfect and she's like 52 I think she looks amazing to be 52 but um Amal had mentioned earlier in the episode that Issa's mom had been calling her so Issa was avoiding all phone calls um so she goes to her mom and her mom is like congratulating her on the block party and Issa's just like yeah you know it wasn't a big deal like she can tell you know mama's always know mama's got that third eye the intuition when something's not right and she's just like you know what just come here so her and Issa hug and then Issa finally starts crying and I'm like oh Issa y'all a mother's touch will do that to y'all or any maternal figure in your life sometimes you just need that physical contact even though um what is it the five is it the the love languages touch being one of them that is not my love language I took the test maybe Issa's love language is touch but as soon as her mom touches her and gives her a hug she bursts out crying and um she explains what happened to her mom and her mom is like listen basically you are just going through growing pains and this is a new season of your life. And I kind of, oh, I felt that like when you know your life is about to take a turn or a change, whether it be for better or for worse, you do lose some friends along the way. And it does feel like the world is ending, but it's natural. And if you're lucky enough to have great friends, those great friends come back into your life. And if not, that's just the way it is. But, you know, her mom kind of tells her this is just, you know, a change, a new season is approaching. And, but you should still, you know, take the time to congratulate yourself. You threw this successful block party and, you know, her mom admits that she actually admires Issa and that kind of shocks her for a bit. Look into all the things that you were interested in and you were good at. I admire that about you. You admire me? I just never thought that. Thanks, mom. I actually don't know how I would react if my mom told me she admired me. I would probably be like, are you sure? Are you high? Have you been drinking? <laughs> no, but it's a good moment for Issa to have someone extremely close to her tell them that they admire her. And I feel like Issa sometimes suffers from imposter syndrome, like a lot of us millennials do. Like We put so much hard work into things, but because we can't reap the benefits as soon as possible or we can't see the benefits we feel like we have failed Whew. some of us need therapists but um her mom is just like you should be extremely proud of yourself like you're doing things like when I was your age I had two kids that I didn't plan on having that I didn't want but I made that shit work I thought that shit was funny just a nice wholesome quiet scene like this whole episode felt like someone had slipped me an ambient like even Twitter seemed chill like I was just like yes come through mood stabilizer like this episode was really there are a lot of gems in this episode and I appreciated that so she leaves her mom's house um and talks to Kelly was Kelly at her house is that where Kelly was at her apartment no I think Kelly was leaving um Tiffany and Derek's place but Tiffany is like hey have you talked to Molly and it's just like you know you're sweating me about Molly have you actually reached out to Molly are you are you sweating her the way you're sweating me and Kelly's like, yeah, I've been reaching out to her, but that bitch don't answer either. So I, I'm glad that Issa said that because because we're only seeing 
the show from her perspective on this episode. How do I know that Tiffany hasn't reached? Well, we know Tiffany's sleeping on the couch, but how do we know that people haven't reached out to Molly and told her that her actions were wrong? And I won't even say as well that she was just fucking wrong altogether. Um, so I'm like, Issa, I'm like, well, bitch, did, did you call Molly too and tell her like, and I, I, I'm siding with Issa on this one. Like, I'm not going to reach out first. I'm tired of being the bigger person, so to speak. So Kelly is just like, y'all need to have a face-to-face conversation. Um, Kelly does give some insight that when her and Tiffany had their falling out, that they almost didn't make it back. And she's kind of just hoping that the same does not happen to Molly and Issa. Again, I think we'd all sigh a huge, (laughs) we'd all have a huge sigh of relief if it did happen. Sometimes your friendship just needs that break. But um, Issa hangs up for her she's in a better mood she goes home and she starts to respond from the comments from the block party the ones that she had saw in the beginning and you know she's answering people's questions like hey stay tuned like thank you for supporting thank you for coming out you know who is this artist this was so and so so she's getting excited and she's actually able to enjoy her success of the block party that was good to see that was fun to see she even lights up starts smoking a little bit i'm like all right girl you know get you know get into your mood do whatever you got to do to make yourself feel better So she goes to, um, I think it was Ethiopian food. She goes to go get something to eat from her favorite Ethiopian spot. Um, And she's about to walk into the door. And then she sees Molly sitting at the bar of the restaurant. And she's just like, "Mm, do I really want to go in here? Like, I thought it was interesting that she looked in the mirror I guess she was expecting mirror bitch to tell her what to do but mirror bitch did not appear so it's just Issa in a really beautiful shot just looking at herself in the mirror kind of you know debating am I ready to have this conversation with her because here was Issa being you know miserable all day not being able to enjoy her success and you look at Molly and she's sniggling and giggling bob on fleek sweater dress on fleek just laughing at her phone just smiling living a good life like showing no remorse for her from her actions and Issa you know just kind of takes a step back and she gets back in the car and leaves and I was like you know what good for you you're not ready to have that conversation um especially not in a public place I love that she acknowledged that you know it wasn't the time or the place and that she wasn't ready I think that was the main point of that scene that she wasn't ready and you know sometimes you just don't want to I think had Molly had appeared sad or whatever or downtrodden, she would have been more open to coming in and sitting next to her. But um, that wasn't the case, y'all. Molly was happy as fuck. And I'm just like, Molly, <laughs> Molly even had no lines in this episode and she still pissed me off a little bit. But um, that was the end of the episode. I really enjoyed it. This was a nice, like I said in the beginning, a nice quiet break from all the other loud characters that take, you know, command of each scene so if I had to scale this episode I would give it a 9.5 practically a 10 now let me just give it a 10 because Wendy Raquel Robinson whenever she's on my screen it's a delight in you know having Issa break down to her and them having that conversation and that mother-daughter bond seeing that on screen I loved it so I give this episode a 10 a nice quiet episode um so next week (laughs) we're gonna see molly and andrew go on a vacation together and um we shall see what the fuck happens with that but other than that you guys um please stream this episode please talk to me on instagram if you feel like it the instagram 
profile for the podcast is at OTRPOD. My profile on Instagram and on Twitter is at K-D-A-S-H-D-I-O-R. Ashley's profile on Instagram and Twitter can be found at Ash Lamp Marie. Um, as you guys know, we are taking a break from the regular podcast until June, but I'll still be here weekly with Insecure Reviews. As long as there's an episode coming on every Sunday, I don't really know if they're going to take a break this season i guess because we waited so long i will be here to do a review Alrighty, thank you guys for listening have a great day or night or whatever you're doing and stay safe out there bye